Welcome to another Bitcoin and Beyond podcast. I'm Ben Kassner. This podcast is powered by AAX, the first exchange to make the switch to the Satoshi standard to drive the adoption of Bitcoin. Don't forget to follow us here, as well as across all our social media, and be part of the conversation. Okay, well, so in this video today, uh, I want to talk to our colleague uh, Sada. So Sada has been uh, with AX for at least two, two years. years almost, yeah. So we almost started uh, in the same week, I want to say. Yes. Is that true? Yeah. Yes, I think okay. so. And I also remember that Sada, one of the first things she said to me was like, oh, uh, did you know uh, Fidelity Digital Asset Services is now also into crypto? That was one of the things that I remembered. And so Sada actually comes from a, a banking background uh, with one of the banks in Hong Kong and has also worked for a brokerage before. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to Sada is because I have kind of seen her transformation in crypto and kind of seen how she went from a more traditional stock investment background and then moved into becoming a true hodler. And, you know, she is the, um, she is the, the kind of example of being a calm hodler. So, you know, while everybody else is, uh, is, is crying, and uh, screaming like at night. exactly like <laughs> me at night Sada is very calm you know the three topics that I want to discuss here are actually kind of hodling and you know the investment strategies around that um, but also how you build conviction as a person so maybe Sada you can tell me a little bit about kind of how you got into crypto and what, what it represents to you actually as you know Hong Kong is one of the global financial centers as well as the IPO destinations so in general, the uh, financial and banking industry in Hong Kong is quite mature. A lot of people, including my close friends, uh, my family members, they also work in, uh, work in the industry. So it's quite natural and intuitive for uh, local people to do, uh, particularly stock investment and also IPO. So even you turn on the TV, radio, you read the newspapers, media all talk about stock investment, and especially for IPOs you know, in Hong Kong. And so I think for me, I also gradually build up the kind of concept that I have to do this kind of investment as well. So after I graduated from the university, I have my salary, have my passive income, and then I just deliberately search online what to do with uh, investment, what's, what is the first step. And I think I kind of develop um, the safe and also long-term investment mindset throughout the time and then I just started to like regularly uh, allocate a certain amount of my salary into regular stock investment mm -hmm. and then I, I still remember back in 2017 and 18 uh, when Bitcoin uh, went up to 10k US dollars and then a few of my friends just suggested like oh why don't we chip in and then invest like one Bitcoin together mm. and then yeah, and then we searched a little bit online, and then but then we failed to find a lot of information. Yeah. And then we cannot find uh, easily that we can invest from the mainstream broker house. Mm -hmm. So that's why we gave gave up the ideas. And then so you were looking you were looking for a way to, to get into Bitcoin. Yeah. But the only way you were looking at was through kind of the traditional brokerages and brokerage apps. Yeah, because back then I was also working in the brokerage house. Okay, so then do you? I, this is interesting. You were working yeah. in the brokerage house, right? So let's say from your perspective, and if you look at your friends in Hong Kong, yeah, is it significant if there was an ETF? I think so because that's something they are familiar with. As I mentioned, because they are from the traditional finance background. Mm -hmm. Many of them, my friends, my family members, they work in the field, so it's quite natural 
for you to look for uh, some platforms that is from the mainstream or, or you are familiar with. Yeah. Okay, so this is perfect, right? If you think, if let's say you're from that background and you yeah. tell me that, let's say, your friends would be uh, interested in ETF. But you, would you prefer ETF now or would you prefer the whole Bitcoin? Of course, Bitcoin. Ah, uh, uh, uh. So, <laughs> yes. so, so then, okay, this is great. So my question is, what's the transition been? What, how, how did you develop from a, a kind of uh, exposure perspective to a, you know, holding it as a bearer asset? You know? Yeah. What's, because... What's the growth been? Yeah, I still remember after uh, we discussed about this with my friend, like investing in the Bitcoin, but we failed to find a trustworthy platform, mm. and then we just gave up the idea. But then like after a year later, we just literally saw a lot of media and attention talking about fintech, blockchain technologies, and also crypto. Mm. So started from that period of time, I saw a lot of information online that I learned more about crypto, and also I like enter the company and then work for the crypto field. So when you're getting more familiar with the industry, you know definitely that's the future. Yes. And But then because um, we are still in a very early stage, so the traditional finance still needs some time to adapt into the new technology, new system as well. You cannot just dump the traditional finance everything like in one day. So, so at that time, I just gradually shifting my uh, passive income or asset into crypto. According to my own observation, why people don't like right away invest in Bitcoin, instead they just do ETF is that they just are not familiar with. Like still in the mainstream media is they talk about more educational information instead of the actual steps or or where you should go to in order to invest in Bitcoin because I guess uh, one of the key reasons is that um, it's not um, legal I guess or it's not regulated regulated in Hong Kong so so that's one key concern people uh, hesitate uh, people hesitate mm -hmm. yeah. education we all know education is very important yeah and I think what you're describing is that uh, in the traditional financial media, I think there is education around Bitcoin, yeah. but it's either going to be, you know, just more about what it is and what the opportunity is, and, and perhaps that is kind of categorized together with a, a Coinbase listing, yeah. right? Yes. Or uh, the backed listing, yeah. uh, and and uh, mining, you know. So basically, it's more from an industry perspective. Yes. I think I think once you go into crypto and you yeah. start to get to understand the ideology yes. under it, yes, you, you can only, you know, you, yeah. you can hardly not want to own it exactly. if you're going to find exactly. exposure. Exactly. So basically you would just find it the future of the society because of the technology just, it offers like efficiency, effectiveness, um, privacy, autonomy, everything. So, so I don't see why people won't go for blockchain technology or cryptocurrency in the near future just I think it's just a matter of time because still the majority of people still working in the field they're familiar with so it also takes time for the large corporations to to totally adopt and adapt to to the new technology yeah. so I think time will will help with the overall growth and also development and how have you built your conviction Mm -hmm. in crypto. It doesn't have to be Bitcoin, although I know you have that conviction, but it seems to me when you speak, you're talking about the industry at large, and that's fine. Yeah. So what is it that gives you that conviction, and how do you feed that conviction? As I mentioned, because I truly believe that that would be the future of the society, because 
people will just look for advanced technologies, not going backward. So when there is some new innovations, more effective and efficient technology, there's no way that you will reject it. Mm -hmm. But then I, I still think that, um, so, so for my own investment uh, style, I will just shifting a little bit more of my passive income into crypto instead of stocks nowadays. I, I just barely, I, I have my stock investment, but it would be more like long term, I wouldn't add much more now. Instead, I would just put it to crypto. And then I will start invested like, of course, Bitcoin, ETH, and also some altcoins, especially some new coins maybe, because you will see the potential will be, will be greater than the dominant ones like Bitcoin, because at a point it's a little bit too high at this moment. But of course, if you, you look for the long term, you think it will rise up to like 10, uh, 100K, then definitely it's still at a lower price. But then I will start to look for other opportunities that will give you a higher, higher earnings or income. Yeah. So I think this is actually a really crucial point because while myself, I am very focused on Bitcoin, you know, I cannot deny that there are very, very interesting projects out there. You know, uh, I think myself, I'm very interested in uh, Polkadot. I'm, I think ETH. You know, you can't deny that they've done really, really great work for the space. So I agree with you, and I think it also doesn't contradict with my own view of it because, in my mind, uh, you know, Bitcoin is uh, very likely, in my mind, going to be some type of global reserve asset. Um, you know, potentially even a, a, a you know a, a unit of account. Yeah. You know, think of the Bitcoin standard. Yeah. Um, but even, let's say, in this world, gold is a store of value, the US dollar is an important reserve asset, and then on top of that economy, we, we, you know, we invest and we try and uh, to, you know, basically grow our, our wealth, right? Mm -hmm. So, so uh, I don't think there's much contradiction. I think you are looking correctly at kind of Bitcoin as a base layer, mm -hmm. and you're just looking at this, this future economy and thinking, mm -hmm. okay, how, how, because you know, your risk, you, you're right that there's a lot of, um, you know, upside to these small tokens, but there's also 8,000 tokens. Yep. So it's, it's quite important to... Just choose the top 10. Then. Top 10. Yeah. Changes them. Huh? It changes all the time though. <laughs> so you have to closely monitor and really understand the project background, like the founders as well. So you just select the ones that you trust. Yeah. So it's not like... You listen to the radio or you watch the news and then all oh, people are talking about it and then I invest. Mm -hmm. Because just like your stock investment, like Tesla, you have to understand what is the real business, uh, what's the financial reports and stuff. So of course you have to do your own due diligence and then to learn about it before you invest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's more general, it's not only applied to crypto but in general investment attitude. So I think it's good. Maybe in the next conversation we can talk more about kind of valuation models. And also, don't forget, we have Clubhouse coming up on coming Wednesday, 9pm in Hong Kong. I'm sure Sada will be a part of it. So you can ask her questions about, you know, how she manages her risk in life. And, um, <laughs> in life, yeah. Thank no you very much. If you want to learn more about related information, you can see LSS. Like, yes. comment, like, subscribe and share. Oh, she's better than me then. Yeah, yeah, I'm not good with that. In the description, all the information. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, bye. Thank you. Ciao.